We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Grash and Fourier. On WEEI. Twelve oh two lunchtime hour of Gresham Fourier. Fourier's got his eighties music playlist today. John Mellencamp's all right. Decide yeah. on a name. Are you Cougar? Are you Mellencamp? Are you Cougar Mellencamp? What are you? Yeah, well, explain that whole. I don't know. All I know is Teddy Mellencamp looks real good. Who's My Teddy wife. Yeah, it's the daughter. Uh, she's on one of those she's Housewives, on Housewives, shows. Housewives of, Lo- of yeah, Beverly yeah. Hills. And was on some other stuff too. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, you're a fan of that, huh? No, I just know it because my <laughs> wife watched it. And oh, then, yeah. Uh, I was the obsessed whole, with those yeah, shows. Yeah, no, I don't. I was obsessed with them. No, no, I, I don't watch them anymore. I don't partake in any of those. Plus, I can also look at pictures on the internet as well. It's much take more than a, and quicker. It doesn't take more than a Google search to be able yeah. to figure it out or see her on like extra or something like that. Again, yeah. when I roam through my house, there are people watching things on phones, whatever's on the TV. Oh, yeah. Normally, I'm cooking or doing some sort of whatever work or all the stuff that has to be done while everybody's sitting around watching stuff on their phones. So, yeah, so I learned these things. Okay. All right. I also learned that the Bruins had a rough night last night. They Lose did. to Seattle at home 3 nothing. The first regulation loss at home. Seattle played great. Uh, they outskated the Bruins. They were great on the blue line. They didn't allow offensive zone entry. Uh, and really, the first goal came from hustle and hard work. And, you know, a long, long time ago, Christian, when I first got into the 25 glorious years wow. I had been in this industry, and one of the first guys I worked with was a hockey guy who said, hockey, speed, and body contact. You can never go wrong with teams that are fast and will hit you. And last night, Seattle outskated the Bruins. They were physical, more physical at times, but their hustle, their speed, the work ethic, they were just a half a step ahead of mm-hmm. the Bruins last night and was now turned into, I do believe, the Kraken's seventh straight win. Yeah, so obviously you're right. That first goal was nutty. The second goal that they had in the second period was uh, what is it, with uh, 38 seconds left in that period. So that kind of probably took a little life out of them as they were going in to have a nice little little break before the third period. That probably stung more than the first goal. Because and even with that, I said, "Well, it doesn't matter. It's, they're only down two nothing. They've they've had they they've come back from tougher 
deficits before this year. They do it all the time. Third, third, third period scoring was all, uh, uh, you know, was crazy. So, but here's what stood out to me. So I saw this, uh, you know, the Seattle Kraken Twitter page, and in big bold letters it says statement win double exclamation point uh, with the three nothing score, and I was like, huh, interesting. So I said, you know, so if this is a, so if a team like the Kraken are declaring this, now I know they don't handle their social media, but I think this is something they probably talked about as a statement win. So you're the Bruins. You're a statement win for the other team. Like, don't get mad. Don't get upset. That's a compliment. That is a 100% bona fide compliment because now other teams are, are obviously recognizing the Bruins as the standard. The Bruins are the standard. So if you want to beat the Bruins, especially at home, you got to give all your energy. You got to give all your heart. I mean, you're putting everything you have into this game. So you are going to skate fast. You are going to give, make sure they feel you around them. You are going to chase every loose puck. You are going to try and work your butt off every single period because you know, even when you think they're done and buried, they will come back and win. So it's a statement win for them. That's, hey, good job. Good job. Excellent job. Congratulations. To me, that's a compliment. I mean, I'm sure they're down and they're probably upset, but I mean, to me, it's like it shows that you've arrived when the other teams are declaring you their statement win. Well, arguably, the biggest story in hockey, in the hockey world, is the Boston Bruins and the fact that to this point, what are we talking about? January 12th, they were still undefeated at home and had four real losses on the year. It's insane. So I could completely understand why Seattle feels that way. And I think your point is well taken. You're right. People respect the hell out of what this team is doing. And we know the playoffs aren't even near. They still got to get there and make it to the cup finals. But this lets you know that everybody in the game is like, oh, yeah. yeah that's a real team it. we just went and, in and beaten. Oh, by the way, we did it in their barn. And, 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 it, and it does make me think about the stress that comes with being hunted. Like, you are now the standard. Everybody is hunting for you. Everyone wants a statement win. That's a great point. Everybody wants to measure, like, where they're at. They want to find out, like, how they, how they match up. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, if we can keep up with them, then we know we're on the right track. Hey, if we can beat them at home, we are convinced we are on the right track. And here comes their coach that says, this is how you got to do it, Right. It's not easy. It's three periods. You can't let them breathe. You like you have to be have constant pressure on these guys because they're the best. Now, a one-off situation, fine. You can catch them on a bad night. You can catch them sleeping. You can catch them with heavy legs because that's what it seemed like. Hell, Montgomery even talked about it. Best of seven series, not the same thing. Well, it'd be in a cup final, number one, which would be great. And number two, there are some people that are in on with your Fourier. Uh, Finn in the uh, Twitch chat, by the way, you can uh, vote on our uh, what you want here. You can vote on that on our uh, Twitter page, Gresh Fourier, W-E-I, but also in the Twitch chat as well. But Finn said, B's looking ahead. It happens. Toronto is on the way tomorrow night. And the Bruins will be spending the weekend at home, whereas the Celtics will be spending their weekend in Charlotte. Uh, Toronto's coming in, and then it's Philadelphia. This was also the first night that the Andrew Raycroft, I would call the Andrew Raycroft axiom holds true. I don't even know if I use the right word. But his thought with us was, you get the long road trip, you come back, that first game back, nah, it's signs of trouble. 
The Bruins have been able to avoid it on the whole all year. Last night was not one of those nights. Hey, listen, you give Seattle credit, and look, they're on a heater right now. And the one thing about Seattle, last year, no bueno. They weren't good. This year, they're playing light years different on offense. They're a real good offensive team and have been over the last 10 games. So for the Bruins, it is the, all right, we came home and we took it on the chin and yeah, they gave up a bit of a weak goal there on that shot off the boards in the first period. But be that as it may, the uh, Bruins, uh, five losses. What a bunch of bums. Oh, they stink. Oh, you know, the crack and they cracked the code. Losers. They, they cracked the code. Now everybody's going to beat them now, eh? Oh, no. What are you going to do now? Everybody know has the answers to the well, test. Well, I also thought that this was the first game where I really thought you missed Jake DeBrusque on the top line. Not that he is that individual difference maker, but you were getting beat to pucks. You were having issues getting the puck in the zone, into the offensive zone, and I would like to think that a guy like DeBrusque and normalizing the lines and kind of knocking that depth down a little bit would have been of help as of last night. And again, DeBrusque down for a month, so we'll kind of see how all that works out. And then the Celtics went to Brooklyn last night and beat the Brooklyn Nets for a ninth straight time. 109-98 was the final. Uh, We'll get to Jalen Brown in a moment. Jason Tatum, 20 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists last night. And really, Foyer, the Celtics bench. And I know you've very much been on Brogdon, sixth man of the year. You had Brogdon with 16 off the pine. Luke Cornett, the mm-hmm. murder cornet, as the yeah. great Rich Keefe would call him. Uh, 11 points on 5 of 5 shooting. Had the perfect shooting night. Really did the Lord's work in terms of being able to fill in Al Horford down, back-to-backs, you know, make sure we got to take care of Al. And Peyton Pritchard was great off the bench. And really, it was, you know, I don't know if I would look, hey, their bench was better or our bench was better than their bench or whatever, but what the Celtics needed last night, no Brown, no Al. I need a big to step up. It happened. Brogdon to steady Freddie off the bench. Peyton Pritchard. Man, it's like a bonus when he can come in and play as good as he did last night. Yeah, so the Celtics get the win, and it's almost like Tatum has nothing to do with it. <laughs> Although I know he does, but as far as points, you know, he had 31 the other night, and mm-hmm. he's constantly 25. So actually, this broke his streak, because I think he was at 12 or 13 straight games with 25 more, twenty-five or more points. Mm-hmm. So he actually tied Larry Bird uh, with, that, with the last game uh, that they played. So they're on the road. They get a lot of support. 14 straight. Four, uh, 14 straight. Okay, fine. Thanks, um, so th- here's what stood out to me. Um, just watching this game, and maybe, and, and I do think the Celtics and the Bruins are similar because each team could be another team's statement win. Hey, now we know what we need to do to win against a great team, a team that's going to be in the finals. Now we can kind of measure up where we're at, what we need to do better, how we need to adjust. I felt like that's what the Brooklyn Nets did. They're second in the East. They've been playing really well, but they're without Kevin Durant. And I'm sitting there going, wow, this is a good team. You can easily understand. One, you're going to get a good understanding of how they're going to attack. Teams in the playoffs are going to attack Jason Tatum. Double him at every set. I mean, he barely had any shots in the first quarter. He couldn't get any up. So he starts dishing, and then the bench starts uh, you know, uh, you know, know, producing. So there's not this huge gap in scoring. But the Nets are good, man. Like I, I can easily see them being a real threat. The team that the Celtics played last year that they swept for nothing, 
you're going to see a different team. They're going to get hard. They're going to be a hard team to get through when Kevin Durant comes back. Yeah, I'm not taking the cheese on the Nets. We'll see what's up with the the Nets because a lot of uh, their success is really based on Kyrie. And as we know, Kyrie can get upset at pretty much everything. But there are two things I want to get to with the Jays. Number one, we'll get to Jalen Brown because him being out is much easier to deal with. After the game, Jason Tatum said he's dealing with issues with a few of his fingers and wrist. And he was asked about sitting out at some point, and his response was, that's something me and Brad will fight about. Because clearly, <laughs> he wants to play. Yeah. Are you worried about the wrist and the fingers of the best player, not only on the Celtics, but maybe a guy who's going to win the MVP this Absolutely. year? Absolutely, yes, I am. Absolutely. Why? I feel like he's... To me, maybe this is, you know, see what the new Tatum does. In the past, I feel like he was almost um, not a hypochondriac, you know, but like almost a guy that like, man, if he's not 100%, there's going to be a lot of body language issues. There's going to be a lot of grimacing. There's going to be a lot of, oh, geez, woe is me. Oh, my shoulder hurts. Oh, this hurts. I think he needs to be 100%. And if you're going to win the win the NBA title, like he needs to be 100%. We need to be, we need premium Jason Tatum, not like, you know, you know, version 2.0 at 80%. I think you need him to be 100%. So if you are nervous about him playing, uh, you know, having injuries, then manage it. Like, I mean, I don't, you're not winning the NBA finals if he's hurt. You're not winning the NBA finals if he's grimacing every time like somebody hits him or he can't shoot. Well, injured versus hurt are two different things. And last year he was hurting, some would argue injured, I do not believe he got the wrist cut on. So no, this is got anything done. this is a bit of a carryover. Jalen Brown being out for a week, week and a half, big deal, no big deal. Do you consider you know just a, do you consider just shutting him down? Sorry, I stole one of your things. No, I love it. Deal, I want to no bring it deal. back. Please bring it back whenever you want. This is a big deal. You know why Jalen Brown deal? being down for like two weeks? You know it's a big deal. Why is that? What, were we, what did we spend a lot of time doing yesterday with Jalen Brown? What did we What did we introduce him into? We introduced him into the MVP chant at the free throw line. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You. No, we did it. We are a team. You introduced him into it. Gresh, we are a team. I rebuffed Where one goes, the other one goes. prejudice. No, where one goes, where you go, I go. You and Gary Washburn are the ones that are pushing this one, brother. Well, listen, that's my issue. So I guarantee you the next time he blows up in a game in a good way, you will hear chance for him because mm. what? Yeah, see that—that's why it's a big deal. Okay, Turpin, thank you for clipping that because I know uh, that's that's important to you. Yes, because uh, he's going to be out two weeks, and then uh, he'll probably still be an All Star, and there won't be any issues with that. But I think he—not uh, that people will forget about him—but we're going to have to wait for the MVP chance. That's my thing. That's uh, going to happen. By the way, All Star Game Sunday, February nineteenth. I saw. I thought it was uh, sooner than that. So after away. the Valentine's Day. So hopefully, uh, Jalen Brown can get back sooner than that. Because when you look at the schedule here, it's a couple against Charlotte. You get Golden State. I know Orlando is mixed in. You got Toronto. Uh, but you know you are going to have to deal with uh, the Lakers and Brooklyn and Phoenix and all that stuff. And again, the Celtics have been able to handle everybody. But uh, yeah, Jalen Brown being dinged up is uh, not exactly ideal. We'll get to Billy, who's going to trend in a moment. We want to encourage you to go to Twitter, Gresh Fourier W E E I. Make sure you follow first and foremost. And then what you want to hear? We are looking for your votes. 
also is in the Twitch chat as well. Twitch.tv slash Boston WEI. What the hell? If you texters want to send in a little something, uh, go ahead at 37937. The OBJ plane video versus a drug pigeon and a high reporter. So we got those for you to vote on. We will get to what you want to hear coming up at 1245. We'll continue with the Patriots chatter next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Watch us. Love us. Just follow WEEI on Twitch. Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. Is there another song more lip-synced to than this one? Especially like bachelorette parties. Like they're all just getting a big circle and yeah, we're good. wait for the wait for the hook. Woo! Becky, get over here. Woo, this is our song. Let's all sing it. <laughs> What's your stance on uh, bachelor and bachelorette parties? It's for, for whom? For you. Against it. Good. I'm glad we. I'm glad it. we share a brain. Uh, uh, on that. 100% again. Now I now, never did it. I think they're stupid. No, I did when I was younger. When I was younger, I did. Oh, so here we go. First well, one. No, well, with 20. Well, I did. Like it's, you didn't know anybody. Your kids. Uh, you know, your friends are getting married early. You're a best man, so you're, you just you want to get wild and crazy. Like I've been to a lot of crazy parties, but the older I got, like it's one. It's just an unbelievable sign of disrespect to the person that you're marrying. First off. Like, can you imagine, hey, honey, I'm going to spend the rest of my life with you. But before I do that, I'm going to get as many lap dances as possible. I'm going to get as many, like, you know, inappropriate, you know, touches in as I can. And then I want to get married. It's a terrible idea. Yeah, the whole thing it's a terrible, is. The whole thing is stupid. It's yes. terrible. The concept of it is silly. I, I'd like to think that it's fleeting a little bit, meaning that not as many youngs are into it. Because you've either already done some of that stuff or it's the whole, I guess for some people it's an excuse to kind of hang out with their friends. 
No, well, listen. I've never had that problem. I will <laughs> say that I've, like, when I was younger, in my 20s, when all my friends were getting married young, and, like, you know, 80% of them got divorced afterwards, you know, you can you could probably tell if the wedding, if the marriage is going to work yeah. based on the bachelor party. If the groom is willing to do whatever with whomever, whenever, it ain't going to work. What if you don't have one and you still got divorced? Well, that's a you problem. <laughs> Probably a you problem. Well, it's still a you. You know what? You know what, Gresh? It's funny. All it's, the way it's around, still, it's, it's still, still a you problem. Still a you problem. All the way around. Yeah, yeah. But I've been to some. Oh, I've been to God. some crazy ones. Some fun ones, too. And they all involved Vegas. Every last one of them. Not even my own. Like, it just, they all involved Vegas. I mean, like, the worst thing to do is actually to be uh, a best man at, uh, for, like, someone in their 20s. Thank God my two best friends in life both got married by, like, a JP on a courthouse steps and just went and did it on a day. I suggest that Which for is everybody. a smart way to go. I did that, I did that also. Uh, my second marriage was kind of a sperm of the moment, let's call it. Sperm? Where it was like, uh, <laughs> what? where it was... Uh, <laughs> It was, oh, should we go get married in Vegas this weekend? Yeah. All right. I'll tell work I need a colonoscopy. Who's going to look for pictures on that? Flew out there. No one was there. I've told the story before. Was it Elvis who married you? No, no, no. But it was some, uh, no, it wasn't. It was a normal one. Because we went to that whole Joan Collins, Michael Jackson love chapel. So want to do that. We took the uh, limo down there. Thank God that Russian guy who drove us there hung around because he was our witness. So we didn't bring anybody. It's just me and her. Where's the guy that's going to get this done? And some, so, you know, Victor, uh, what's your whatever off or whatever is the name on the marriage license. If I don't even know if the guy's alive. I don't know if he's dead. They're just like, hey, man, can you be the witness? And he was like, sure, I will sit here. We gave him an extra 20 <laughs> bucks. He took us back, and that was it. I'm surprised more couples don't do their marriage like uh, like professional sports contracts. Like, well, there's like, I, I have a fifth-year option. Well, I was going right? to say, what or, league are we talking? In the NBA, uh, what now? they're like the NBA where it's forever. People would want them like the NFL where you could, they're written on Charmin, and you could tear them up with a little penalty. Or but, Major League Baseball where I'm stuck with you for eternity. No, but they should be, they should really be, you should always have the option to renew. There should be some sort of arbitration. No, no arbitration because you don't want a third party like your parents determining whether you should stick together or not. But there should be this like, okay, listen, uh, do you like me? I, okay, you still like me. I still like you. There's a couple things I want, I want to change. Let's talk about those things. But I'm ready to sign another five-year deal. Absolutely. Let's go. And then you get constant opportunities to celebrate. I signed a, I signed a new five-year deal, kids. We're all staying together for another oh five-year deal. Oh, my God. What a way to look at it. <laughs> Well, I'm not saying that's the way everyone should do it, no, but I do think however, it is an interesting concept. <laughs> Glenn Wardway's ghost on the Twitch chat <laughs> said marriage licenses should be renewable like driver's licenses. <laughs> yeah. Listen, oh, I don't think like, you're not capable of uh, surviving this relationship just like you're not capable of driving anymore. So the 413 sends in bachelor parties way too over the top. People expect to spend two grand and go on vacation. Then you have the 774. You guys both sound like you got a dump in your pants. Awful take on bachelor parties no 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 i uh, i listen i at when i was younger i loved them i lived for them wow i get an ex, i get a get out of jail free card by going to my buddy's bachelor party i can't not go we're best friends i'm in the wedding hangover movies didn't help that either no but now everybody goes to uh where do they go they go to nashville 
That's like the new I think that's where the ladies spot. go. I don't oh, really? Think where do the guys where, go? I don't the guys think that's where... I think the dudes are still looking for gambling or golf, which is why Vegas or go to Florida to go down and play golf or whatever. Like, there's, there's a little bit of that going on. But Gamblers. it feels like... Uh, John Anderson went to Nashville once and allegedly created a bunch of illegitimate children that he now uh, doesn't want to lay claim to. However, well, that no, would be a smart whole, move. That would be thing is again just, if you're if you're a single guy, if you're John Anderson, Tyler Devitt, my old producer, went to went to Nashville. Also, he fell in love like the first day. Like if you are a single guy. Like what? It, don't you increase your odds by going to Nashville during peak bachelorette season? Well, I'm not getting married. Oh, yeah. so hey, you're so beautiful. I would marry you. I don't know how many people go on a bachelor party and think, "Oh, I'm going to find my wife here." Eh, I'm not. Who's looking to get married? They're just looking to have a good time. Well, who wants? Who wants? No, I'm just saying. If you're a single guy, if you're Turpin. Like your odds increase if you go to a if you go to a destination where there's a bunch of bridesmaids, not a bunch of brides, because the bridesmaids outnumber the bride. So your odds would obviously just increase by the by the just sheer you know schematics of the situation. I don't know. We're 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 getting into the zone where we need to pull in like Courtney or someone like that on this, or the whole bachelor party etiquette and things like that, and you know like. I understand that Greg went to Courtney's wedding and got laid, but it wasn't like he was hanging around the bachelor party and no, got but some I'm saying, as well. Again, but I just think again, like, I don't but know. Weddings are, weddings are another. Listen, this is the young. These are young people slash who, old people rules. Who wants to if be around people that many? People again, that's the problem. Walking See, through Nashville, we're not talking about. Nine. Well, that's like. Uh, County fair type issues that I have a problem with. <laughs> like you go to the county Leave fair, my aunt just Fanny packed. out of it. I like, know the county fair. Normally, I the hate 4-H the porkers are there. It. I hate Disney World. I hate Disneyland. I hate sitting in lines. Like I hate. I hated going to Disney World so much that I and I hated sitting in line when I was taking my family. I actually had a buddy who was like working hedge funds. He was in the hedge fund business. You're right. All right, real quick. This is quick. You'll like this one. All right. Okay, you'll like this one. There was this. Uh, underground uh like world where if you underground world it was that only associated with disney world where if you were if you bring in your family you had to know a guy that knew a guy that was like a tour guide and this guy was technically handicapped okay and back in in the, in the 90s if you had <laughs> you if you were handicapped you could get a handicapped card if you went to disney world and that card allowed you. This guy's technically handicapped. <laughs> he didn't quite qualify, but he, he was almost there. The point is that he was able he to get, get a, a parking pass, no. but otherwise they let him on a plane early. No, no, no. Yes, <laughs> this is true. So you were able to get this handicapped card, which allowed you to go through the exit line and go on the rides over and over again. So what these guys would do, okay, is they would be hired out by families like me. Okay, or All families right. that didn't want to spend the money waiting in line. You have too many kids, so you would hire this guy, and it was totally, it was terrible. Okay, but he would bring you on the rides and bring you in the front of the line, go to the exit line. So here I am rolling in with all my kids, getting the front of the line because here comes the guy with the cane, and he wasn't really handicapped. He just had a limp. He just had a limp, but he had the handicap card. He had a so prosthetic did, leg, but he had a limp. We so did looked the, okay. We did the entire park in four hours. Didn't wait in one line. He would say, hey, you want to go on again? There's a little bit of shame that existed at first, but we did the entire <laughs> park because you're passing all these people who paid good, hard-earned money, to, and they're waiting in line. And even though some people have a fast pass, it didn't matter. Ours was better. So in short, you rented a handicapped person to skip lines. Yes. 
I'm not ashamed of it. That is I'm not ashamed amazing. of it. It was the best money I've ever spent in my life. Do you limp to try to get on planes early, they too? No, they don't do it anymore. It wasn't me. It was him. So my friend, he told me about this. I said, well, how, can I hire him? He's like, well, hold on. Let me check. So the guy has to kind of, okay, you're safe. You're not going to out me. This is like a total underbelly like business that existed in Disney World, and Disneyland didn't know anything about it. Did you feel like you needed to limp with him? No. To be able, or you're, you're like running around peak NFL Fourier. Meanwhile, you hired a peg leg yeah. to half was, handicap your was, way was, around an amusement park. See, have you ever have you ever brought kids to Disney World? Uh, I mean, your kids we, are a little bit, but you were, no, when but we were when younger. We, did they go? I think we took them there probably like 10 or 11 years ago, maybe when they were like, I don't know, eight and six or nine and seven or something. And they hated it more than I did. Thank God. Okay. There's I a dodged myth. that whole bullet. Yeah. There's, oh. this, there's this myth about, about Disneyland and Disney World that is created by, you know, Walt Disney, that it's the happiest place on earth. Bring three or more kids there. And then as you leave the park, watch all the parents fighting with each other, yelling at their kid because they want a churl. They want a balloon with ears on it. Like, they all want something, and everybody's poor as hell because they just spent a two months worth of earnings on some stupid ride in Disneyland. Personal issues with this. The only thing I ever remember of the abuse of being handicapped is we were flying on a Southwest flight once years and years and years ago, and it was out of Boston, and some guy who had kind of walked near the gate that I saw him walking normal near the gate, but then sort of sat down. And, you know, everybody's sitting there for an hour, and you're not paying attention. Then all of a sudden, when this guy got up to get on the plane, he had the biggest limp going. And then when he walked to the bathroom, he walked normal. Like, I almost said something. Actually, I really wanted to trip him, and my wife stopped me from doing so. I tell you what, it's, it's now that I'm just, I'm just going to just tell you everything. I actually did this when I was like, when the Seattle Seahawks tried to move to Los Angeles back in like 1996. Oh, boy. Uh, the long snapper's name was Jason Kyle, played in the league forever. He broke his foot. And they moved us, and they set us up in Anaheim, like right, uh, right by the beach, right, right by Disneyland also. So it was really easy. And I was like, hey, let's go to Disneyland. I said, hey, we can get on all the rides. I'll just push you around in a wheelchair. <laughs> so here comes, and he was a big, good-looking dude, too. Like, here I am pushing around this guy, and we're just getting in for two, two single guys, heterosexual men, running around Disney World, and him hopping with his cast, getting into the front of, like, the Matterhorn, and then him sitting in front of me, and I'm straddling him. <laughs> <laughs> Holding on to his waist. <laughs> Make it go faster. Did you get photos of that no, uh, event? No. By the way, and look, I understand that some will be like, oh, this is a little insensitive. Uh, the 508 sends in, as a disabled person, this is awesome. LOL. It's like, okay. So at least you got some stamp of approval on there yeah. in terms of these stories. But anyway, I don't even remember. I know we were going to get into the. <laughs> I know we were going to get into the must do list and uh, Fourier. I won't. We we won't it, look because we got to go down the offense. We got to go down the defense. Yeah, the one is. thing that you and I have not yet done is sort of dive deep into the the roster yet. But there is a question connected to the roster and the OC search that I do want to ask you. And, of course, we've got what you want to hear coming up uh, in about 10 minutes from now. Bobby in Cambridge quickly on the uh, bachelor party talk. Go ahead, Bob. That's it. I know you guys are moving on, man, but you brought back memories. I had the best bachelor party ever, all right? We had season tickets to the Pats game back then in the 70s. 
had it. The guys and people I went, we had like 20, 25 people. My band, they set it up, got a uh, trays of lasagna, whatever. They were playing the Buffalo at that game. The fans from Buffalo, Buffalo Mafia joined in afterwards. It ended up being like two or 3,000 people celebrating. They had a couple jazz out there. I went home with 5,000 bucks in my pocket from people donating, and it was just an unbelievable time, man. Best bachelor party ever. All right. All right. There you go. All right. So, Bobby in on that as well. By the way, Christian, you are now getting offers on the uh, on the text. For what? Uh, hang on here. Let me see. Out of the 207, Christian, I'm offering my services as a completely blind person. If you ever need a quote token handicapped person, just reach out. Yeah. LOL. Well, and listen, I would take everybody oh, up. Man. I would actually fly anybody out that think if they still did it, they don't do it anymore. They caught on. It was like a, this big sting. It was a whole racket. They all got arrested and uh, they can't do it anymore. They, so they changed the rules. You have to go through a major process in order to get like a you handicap have to, you know, to the front of the actually line. show that, that you're handicapped. You're, yes, exactly. Like my dad has one now. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, we made him so one. now you're going to use your dad yeah, as your dad latest beard yeah. to be able to go with him. So yeah. you've just found different ways to do this. It's just, I hate You Disney just World. move the goalposts, yes. so to speak. I'm just, you're not going to cut me out. I'm going to find an easier way to get through this alive. All right, we are going to get to what you want to hear. We are tallying the votes right now, but Christian, I know we got two minutes. Let me All ask right. you this. How do you match finding an offensive coordinator with what you think is going to be your offseason plan, meaning from a player standpoint? Or is it like, does the OC have to fit what you already have started to think about you want to do? Or does that OC come in and then it becomes, all right, how do you either add to our offseason plan or does Bill let that guy have some say on what the offseason plan is going to be, at hmm. least get his thoughts? How's that work? Interesting. Well, I think it may be a combination of both, but if I was an OC and if I wanted the job, if I wanted the job to work with Bill, let's say I'm a receivers coach and I've been, been mentored and I've been brought up to kind of understand and run my own offense, I would probably say, listen, Bill, I watched all your film. I, I see uh, a couple of uh, – I have a couple ideas how to take what you have and improve it, mm-hmm. but at the same time adding my own stuff, right? Because I have, to, I have to do it my way, but I looked at what you did, and you're doing some, th- some things I like, but I think we can do it better with, while, uh, while me running it and adding my own little you know, slant on things. I feel like if you, it's going to have to be this guy's offense. I 100% believe that you just have to hire him and get out of his way. Interesting. So we'll continue to unpack this because next week the interviews are set to begin. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the first what you want to hear. We put the poll up on Twitter. You were choosing between the Odell Beckham Jr. plane video and a drug pigeon and a reporter <laughs> that got high in the field. We'll tell you who won, and you're going to hear the results next. WEI, WEI, New England Sports Original. You're listening to Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. This is a good tune. Oh, this is my favorite. Want to go way back for 30 seconds because uh, the what you want to hear. I remember when I went to the Pitt Panther basketball camp in 1987 with crazy-ass Paul Evans as the coach down there. 
And one of the things that they showed us was this like NBA video where they had set all the highlights to music, and they did that for Charles Barkley. He was the warrior on this old, old, old ass like VHS videotape video. I wish I could remember what it was called, but that's the only reason I have memory burn on that song. Is because of Charles Barkley in that NBA video when I was like 12, 13 years this old. This is this is the best. And this is Patty Smythe, right? Am I got uh, that right? I do it's believe Patty so, Smythe. yeah. Man. By the way, I won Camper of the her. Week and got to go back Look for free you. next Look year. You, well, huh? then I also grew four inches and put on 50 pounds and couldn't dunk anymore. Eighth grader, I could dunk. Ninth grade, forget about it. Uh, got too big. Puberty caught up to you. Uh, well, what you want to hear is a poll that we, went, we ran on uh, Twitter, Gresh Fourier, W-E-E-I. And, of course, we had the Twitch voting as well. And an uh, uh, overwhelming win for the drug pigeon and the high reporter. So why don't we get right to this? Because the high reporter will need a little bit more of a setup. But I don't know about you, Foyer, but have you ever heard about, uh, you know, uh, different ways that people would try to smuggle the the drugas into federal penitentiaries and things like that? Well, now we have advanced to pigeons with tiny backpacks. This is from Canada. A pigeon was found carrying a small backpack (laughs) filled with crystal meth last week at the Pacific Institution in Abbotsford. The correctional facility staff says the bird was spotted with its bag of drugs in the yard on December 29th and officers set up a trap to catch it. They say they're always on the lookout for drones, but this is the first time they've encountered a pigeon drug smuggler. The warden has confirmed a recent interception of contraband. So the warden has to. So the warden. So the warden's got to send out a memo to all of the all of the workers, right? All of the Uh, guards. Yes, yes. And and the dude who would be, I'm assuming it's a guard who would be in like the watchtower and all that stuff. Can you imagine? It's like. 3.35 on a Friday afternoon, and the warden sends an email to all of the people who work in the prison, and it's the, uh, hey, guys, I know that we have trained you on watching out for drones and drugs, but, you know, uh, we uh, we recently uh, confiscated in the yard a drug pigeon who had a tiny little backpack on him that had some meth in there, so let's make sure we're watching all these crazy birds. Good luck identifying them at night. Have a nice weekend. I've had a problem with birds lately, and... I feel like that that is an amazing story that they figured out a way like the 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 if if the if the inmates use this much I guess you know uh you know took this much time before they were locked up they could probably be wealthy entrepreneurs right so you you def- you decided you figured out a way what for the legal drug trade well no just in general like if you use some of your like time and effort instead of like doing illegal things and put it to like maybe maybe something good that was legal you'd probably be a millionaire they figured out a way first of all they how did they get the mini backpack did they go to like some toy store, grab like a GI Joe like you know action figure? Ooh, that's actually like, a good what did they question, do? Lanny. So, I would I would think you'd have to sew a tiny backpack and it would fit on a pigeon. Yeah, right. The photo's the one they use. It's literally like somebody built. This so someone for. someone like yeah they like sewed it together. And yeah, they created like a little backpack. They stuck it on the pigeon and then correct me if I'm 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 wrong. Taught the pigeon. Like how to fly to one particular window to drop the drugs? Apparently so. That is amazing. It is.
Wednesday, use your time, use your energy for good. Maybe you can cure cancer. <laughs> it's amazing. I feel like that. This is well, no, I mean, cure cancer, please. It's easier to stitch a little thing to strap on the back of a bird and then get all tweaked out while you're sitting there beside some guy who got busted for you know robbing some woman in Saskatoon or something like that. And then that. you're right. So they, if the pigeon flies at night, how in the hell are you going to know? Are you going to have like infrared walls right. where it like says, "Oh, incoming! Here comes a pigeon in the in the dark of night." I guess if I see some guy smoking some crank in the corner, I'll know that the pigeon got there. Maybe, but by the Way, the reporter also sounded like Trisha Takanawa from Family Guy. As I mean, I gotta hear it again. Tennessee guys. Seth is also, I do believe, was the one in the uh, Twitch chat who noticed that as well. Or no, no, sorry, ten dollar shake was the one that was on that. It sounded very Family Guy-ish. A pigeon was found carrying a small backpack filled with crystal meth. And then if you just go, I am here standing outside the Park Barrington Hotel, which is what it was at like one of the ones in Family Guy. But anyway, so uh, watch out for uh, your pigeons uh, flying around. Uh, who knows? Maybe it'd be the cocaina. Maybe it'd be a little bit of crank, See, a little bit you, of meth, whatever. What they really need to do, if they're really slick, I know we got to go in a second, you, you, in, in, in order to kind of like break up the drug ring, like you should have captured the pigeon, put a little like homing device on the pigeon, Sent it back and then traced it to its roots. Oh, I thought you were going to try to get the pigeon to talk. You're no, going to rough oh, no. up the pigeon? No, no. But don't you want to send the pigeon back and find out? Or don't you want to track the pigeon? That is actually a pretty good idea. Okay, we got to find. We got to cut this out. Like we can't stop all these pigeons are flying all over the place. Or their pigeons are like rats with wings. Or does the pigeon get back to the drug den and automatically get its neck broke? You did the job. <laughs> See it right? Yeah, done. We, don't, we don't want you squealing. Get over here. We don't here. want you squealing over uh, here. Yeah, we're we gonna put you in tonight. We'll put you in tonight's soup. <laughs> and then there is this, and this is fantastic. So. Uh, and I got to credit my wife for finding this for me. She sent it to me, and I was crying laughing when I heard it. So a uh, we know that the news is covered a little differently across the pond. Well, BBC reporter Quentin Somerville is standing in a field where they are burning a pile of heroin, and this guy turns into Peter Griffin in about 10 seconds. Burning behind me is eight and a half tons of heroin, opium, hashish, and other narcotics. <laughs> He's has got the giggles! <laughs> Come on there, let's go. <laughs> Burning behind me. <laughs> quick, 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 quick. Well, you just need one more. <laughs> this guy's high that as is amazing. His cameraman is high. The sound guy is high. They're in a field where they basically they were just like, well, to be able to dispose of these drugs, we're just going to put them in a giant field and we'll burn them all. Yes. And we'll figure that no one will get high. And then this guy turns into Peter Griffin. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> wait a second. Wait, what were they? It was, it was heroin and what? Heroin, hashish, 
And oh my God. I, I didn't know what the other one was. Can you imagine the cocktail high that you were that you were receiving with all that being burnt at the same time? Your mind is probably just all confused. Should I be angry? Should I be mad? Should I curl up into a ball? I mean, that's in, that's crazy. Terp can, uh, Terp, can you give us the first like twelve seconds of that again, please? Just for the guy. Burning behind me is eight and a half tons of heroin, opium, hashish, and other narcotics. <laughs> It's fabulous. I almost, it's almost. And the guy's got the, right behind him is, I'm talking, yeah. like it wasn't just like a, yes, it was a bonfire yeah. full of drugs. And this guy's whiffing it in in the air. And by the way, he looks like the kind of dude where you, I mean, like you look never at been him, stoned in his I life. was just going to say, either, uh, he, he might even still be a virgin. Yeah. Look at this guy. Like he is poly purebred <laughs> to the T. <tea. laughs> And he's standing out there with amazing. all that burning. Oh, my God. Yeah, and you see that every time the wind would blow in a different direction. I mean, talk about a contact high. I mean, it's like going into, like, you know, like like some club in the, you know, in the 70s where it's like everybody's smoking. You're just oh. literally just blazing up even though, you, even though you're not personally smoking one. So there you oh, go, that's my folks. favorite. There is your first edition of What You Want to Hear. You got what you wanted, and hopefully you got a good laugh as well. A good laugh high. Oh, my goodness. Hey, the NFL playoffs are this weekend, and to this point, the two football guys have not said one word about the playoffs. Well, that changes next. A pigeon was found carrying a small backpack filled with crystal meth. <laughs> We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.